0: You are now
1: listening to Pop Matters. Hello and thank you for listening to Pop Matters. This is Mark Shawn the Vocalizers, and we are so excited to dive into the music of 1991. If you would like to help support future episodes, please visit patreon.com slash the vocalizers. You can make a monthly donation as low as $1. That's Patreon.com slash the vocalizers. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We hope you enjoy the show.
0: Yeah, baby! The Vocalizers will open a new chapter into a world where pop
1: matters. It was over 30 years ago, 1991.
2: President Bush announced a ceasefire had been reached in the five-week Gulf War and made his declarations from the deck of the USS Missouri, the same ship that five weeks previous had fired the first shots, giving freedom to Kuwait. In
3: 1991, the U.S. unemployment rate averaged 5.6%, and the minimum wage was $4.25. The medium household income was 30126 up from
1: 29943 in 1990. Americans
4: paid an average of $15,473 for a new car.
2: The average price for a new house was 100, 147,200 and the average monthly rent was a whopping $495.
3: The average life expectancy in the US was 75.37 years.
1: Uh-huh. On January 27th, 1991, Super Bowl 25, the New York Giants defeated the Buffalo Bills 20 to 19 at Tampa Stadium in Tampa, Florida.
4: Back in the year 1991, the world was launched to the public and Microsoft.com went online.
1: On
2: January 29th of the year, the first attempt to cure cancer by gene therapy takes place at the National Cancer Institute in Bethesda, Maryland.
3: Salsa sales surpassed ketchup sales for the first time.
1: In 1991, children's author Dr. Seuss passed away.
4: The most popular baby names were Michael, Christopher, Matthew, Joshua, Ashley, Jessica, Brittany, and Amanda.
2: On March 15th, four Los Angeles, California police officers are indicted for the videotaped March 3rd beating of motorist Rodney King during an arrest.
3: On April 26, 1991, 70 tornadoes break out in the central United States, killing 17 people. The most notable tornado of the day strikes in Dover, Kansas.
1: I did not have sexual relations with that woman sonic the hedgehog is released in the united states nearly one million copies were sold in the united states by christmas 1991 and nearly two million copies were sold worldwide by the end of 1991 favorite
4: holiday gifts included the super nintendo entertainment system for 195 dollars and 95 cents autographed baseballs Going for 3999 to 8999, and the Michelle Doll for 2399.
2: Sixty Minutes was the most popular TV show, and A Thousand
1: Acres was the best-selling book.
3: Dollar Tree was founded. And Bounty coined the slogan, Quicker Picker Upper.
1: Dances with Wolves won an Oscar for Best Picture. And Cheers, NBC won an Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series. In nineteen
4: ninety-two, at the 63rd Academy Awards, which premiered on March 25th, 1991. Dances with Wolves won seven awards, including Best Picture. Other winners included Dick Tracy with three awards, Ghost with two awards, including Best Supporting Actress for Whoopi Goldberg.
2: The 6,000th episode of the soap opera, One Life to Live, was broadcast and the 356th and final episode of Dallas Air.
3: In the year 1991, the New York Giants were the Super Bowl champs. The Minnesota Twins won the World Series, and the Pittsburgh Penguins clinched the Stanley Cup.
1: A pound of bacon cost $1.95, a gallon of milk was $2.80, and a dozen eggs were $1.01.
4: The average price for a gallon of gas was $1.14, down from $1.16 the year before.
2: The most popular Halloween costumes with a Terminator from the science fiction film with the same name, Freddy Krueger, and Scarlett O'Hara.
3: Cartoon, cartoons! Fashion trends in 1991 were crop tops, platform shoes, parachute pants, windbreakers, and denim.
1: The bow haircut made a comeback. A bow cut, also known as a mushroom cut, is a haircut where the hair is cut short on the sides and back and long on the top. It is named so because it looks though someone were and placed a ball on top of their head and cut off or trim all of their hair to a short length.
4: Time magazine's person of the year was Ted Turner, who founded Cable News Network, CNN.
5: Groove is in the Heart is a song by American dance band Z Light. It was released in August nineteen ninety as the lead single from their debut album World Clique. It was an immediate smash in nightclubs. The song went to number one on the U.S. Hot Dance Club play chart and also hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100. It peaked at number one for one week in Australia in November 1990, while it reached number two in New Zealand. The Guardian featured the song on their A History of Modern Music dance. Buzzfeed listed the song number three in their The 101 Greatest Dance Songs of the 90s list. Q Magazine ranked is in the Heart at number 323 in their list of the 1,001 best songs ever. VH1 placed it at number 67 in their list of 100 greatest songs of the 90s. Hey, listen!
1: And now we will continue the year of 1991. Michael Jordan was named the
2: NBA's most valuable player for the second time.
3: Whitney Houston remade the Star-Spangled Banner for Super Bowl XXV.
1: The toll on New York's George Washington Bridge increased from $3 to $4. Today, the toll is $13.
4: In the famous Ghostbusters ruling, the New York appellate court ruled that a person can break their real estate purchase contract if they discover they have unwittingly bought a haunted house.
2: On July 22, 1991, Boxer. Mike Tyson was arrested and charged with raping Miss Black America contestant Desiree Washington three days earlier in Indianapolis, Indiana, and serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer is arrested after the remains of 11 men and boys are found in his Milwaukee, Wisconsin apartment. Police find out that he's involved in six more murders.
3: On August 11th, 1991, Nickelodeon introduces a series of Nicktoons with Doug, Rugrats, and The Ran and Stimpy Show.
6: Nick, 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 Nick,
1: Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. On August 1991, the Super Nintendo in- Entertainment System, or known as Super Nintendo, is first released in the United States.
4: On September 24, 1991, Nirvana releases their most popular album, Nevermind, which ultimately sells 11 million copies in the United States.
2: October 2, 1991, finds Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton announcing he will seek the 1992 Democratic nomination
3: October 11th to the 13th of 1991, the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee interviews both Supreme Court candidate Clarence Thomas and former aide Anita Hill, who alleges that Thomas sexually harassed her while she worked for him. You're
4: an idiot.
6: October 27th,
2: 1991,
4: the Minnesota Twins win the World Series against the Atlanta Braves.
2: November 7th, 1991, Los Angeles Lakers point guard Magic Johnson announces that he has HIV effectively ending his NBA career.
3: November 22, 1991, Walt Disney Pictures' 30th feature film, Beauty and the Beast, is widely released, receiving widespread acclaim and box office success, later becoming the first animated film to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture at the 64th Academy Awards in early 1992.
1: Then on November 24, 1991... Queen lead singer Freddie Mercury dies from AIDS at 45 years old, one day after making his diagnosis public.
4: The high school dropout rate in Savayville, Dolly Parton's hometown in Savay County, Tennessee, was over 30%. In 1991, she launched the BODY program, offering 7th and 8th graders $500 if they graduated. The dropout rate for those classes dropped to 6% and has generally retained that average to this day.
2: Freddie Mercury's dying Wish for Bohemian Rhapsody to be released in order to raise money for AIDS charities. When the song was released in late 1991, it topped the charts, staying at number one for five weeks for the first time since its debut.
3: Teen Spirit was a real deodorant. One of Kurt Cobain's friends spray-painted Kurt Smells Like Teen Spirit on his wall because Kurt's then-girlfriend wore Teen Spirit, which led to the title of the 1991 Nirvana hit song. Rolling Stone magazine originally gave Nirvana's Nevermind a three-star rating. They now give it five stars and rank it as the 17th greatest album of all time.
1: When Whitney Houston's version of the Star Spangled Band became a hit in 1991, she donated all the proceeds to the Red Cross Golf Crisis Fund. When it charted again after 9-11, the proceeds were donated to the New York Firefighters, 9-11 Disaster Relief Fund, and the New York Fraternal Order of Police. It's
0: me, Mario.
4: 20 paintings were stolen from the Amsterdam Van Gogh Museum and were then recovered 35 minutes later because the robbers got a flat tire.
2: A man found a first printing of the Declaration of Independence inside the frame of a $4 painting he had bought it at a flea market in Adamstown, Pennsylvania. It was later sold at auction for $2.4 million. Quotes from
3: 1991
1: were Few, the proud the Marines by the United States Marines, ad. the
4: quicker picker upper from the bounty's paper towels.
2: Hasta la vista, baby. Force coming here Judgment Day.
1: Top musicians and artists of 1991 were
4: Amy Grant, Brian Adams, CNC Music Factory, Kathy Dennis, Color Me Bad, on Vogue, Extreme, Freddie Jackson, Janet Jackson, Karen White, Keith Sweat. Keith Washington, Mariah Carey, Michael Bolton, Paula Abdul, Peebo Bryson, Phil Perry, Ralph Tresven, Snoop Dogg, Kevin Campbell, Tracy Spencer, Whitney Houston, and Vanessa Williams.
1: What is a
2: man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? Popular video games in 1991 included the likes of Street Fighter II, The World Warrior, Sonic the Hedgehog, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Final Fantasy VI, Lemmings, Mega Man 4, Another World, Alien Breed, The Simpsons, Captain Commando, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Civilization, Sunset Riders, Home Alone, Joe and Mac, Back to the Future Part 3, Streets of Rage, Road Rash, The Little Mermaid, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, The Video Game.
3: I thought of some fashion icons from 1991 included Christina Applegate, Candice Bergen, Naomi Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Cindy Crawford, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Elvira, Angie Everhart, Jodie Foster, Robin Gibbons, Rachel Hunter, Kathy Ireland, Elle McPherson, Madonna, Kate Moss, Priscilla Presley, the lovely Princess Diana, Ashley Richardson, Tanya Roberts, Claudia Schiffer, Stephanie Seymour, Sharon Stone, Nikki Taylor, and Vanessa Williams.
1: Gross and Broadway shows in 1991 were The Phantom of the Opera, Miss Saigon, Les Miserables, Cats, Will Rogers Follies, City of Angels, Grand Hotel, The Secret Garden, Lost in Yonkers, and Six Degrees of Separation.
4: Broadway shows that opened in 1991 included A Christmas Carol, Getting Married, Lost in Yonkers, Miss Saigon, Peter Pan, The Crucible, The Homecoming, The Secret Garden, The Speed of Darkness, and Will Rogers' Follies.
1: I want to see you wiggle just a little bit, as it grew.
2: At the 64th Academy Awards, which honors the best films for 1990, Dances with Wolves won an Oscar for Best Picture, Kevin Costner, star won to- a... Oscar for Best Director. Likewise, Jeremy Irons won his award for Best Actor for Reversal of Fortune, and Kathy Bates won the, uh, the Oscar for Best Actress.
3: At the 43rd Primetime Emmy Awards, Cheers at NBC won an Emmy for Outstanding Comedy Series, and L.A. Law, also at NBC, won an Emmy for Outstanding Drama Series. Likewise, Burt Reynolds known as Evening Shade, won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, and Kirstie Alley, in Cheers, won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series.
1: On February 4th, Alex Trebek became the first TV personality to host three game shows at the same time, Jeopardy, Classic Concentration, and to tell the truth on february 14th
4: 1991 the psychological thriller the silence of the lambs was released
2: 22nd johnny carson announced that he would retire in 1992
4: on September 30th, the Jerry Springer Show, a syndicated tabloid talk show, debuted. Known for its controversial topics, the show was condemned by many political and community leaders as trash TV, and there were allegations that parts of the program were staged. Despite such criticisms, it proved to be popular with the television viewers.
1: Pop culture is a loose blend of books, music, fashion, and other daily ephemera that contributes to the identity of a society at a particular point in time. In the 1990s, radio, film, television, books, and the internet defined the essence of American pop culture. You can find more information at hobbylark.com. I want to the
0: motherfucking music. The, the, the music doesn't stop when it comes to pop. The, the, this, this is Mark Sean and the Vocalizers.
1: And now we will dive into the Billboard year-end Hot 100 Singles of 1991. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also, if you'd like to help support future episodes, please visit patreon.com slash the vocalizers. That's patreon.com slash the vocalizers. We hope you enjoy the show.
0: The Vocalizers.
1: It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I am all out of gum. Okay, and now our Billboard Year End Hot 100 Singles of 1991. Oh, nice. Starting at 100, we have Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Number 99, The Motown Song by Rod Stewart. Number 98, Do You Want Me by Salt and Pepper. Number 97, Miles Away, by Winger. Number 96, I Saw Red, by Warrant. Number 95, Freedom 90, by George Michael. Number 94, OPP, by Naughty By Nature. OPP is a song by the American rap group Naughty By Nature. It was released in August 1991 as the lead single from their self-titled debut album, Naughty By Nature. The song is one of the first rap songs to become a pop hit when it reached number 6 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 35 on the UK Singles Chart. Its decoration, down with OPP, was a popular catchphrase in the US in the early 1990s. The song was a hugely successful single. Spin Magazine named it the one of the greatest singles of the 1990s, offering a brief verdict with the rhetorical question, quote, Ever wonder where Puffy came from? End quote. It also made some media outlets list of one of the best rap songs of all time, including The Source, VH1, and Rolling Stone. James Bernard from Entertainment Weekly described it as, quote, a sly, body rocking tune with a melodic pop hook and plenty of cute double entendres, end quote. Music and media commented, quote, It's further proof of a new direction in rap heading more towards a normal pop song. The combination of a piano hook and a female backup makes this funky rhyme memorable, end quote. The song has been used as a soundtrack to various films, as well as television series, including the TV sitcoms The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Office, and The Films, Jarhead, and Up in the Air.
7: First, I
4: just heard it, and I just started (laughs) laughing. So, um, when this song was out back in the day, it used to make the people in... My era, I guess you would say, think about the police, believe it or not, because OPP also used to stand for Ontario Provincial Police, and that's where I'm from. So we would always use, we would joke about it being the cop song. (laughs) And uh, we'd also think, of course, of the Jackson vibe, because it had a vibe of kind of. The one of the songs by the Jackson 5. But it was definitely kind of a feel-good song, and you wanted to dance to
1: it. I really liked it. Um, It did have that Motown Jackson 5 vibe. I really liked that. Um, I was a little baby when this song first came out, and I've known this song ever since then. I I remember just being a little kid, listening to the song, wanting to dance to the song, and it just always made you feel so good.
3: Well, actually... um... I wasn't even born when this song came out. And now that I'm listening to it, I know, I remember in daycare, they would play songs like these and, and the radio would come up and this brings back so many memories. Um, <laughs> uh, I remember um, being in the car when we would go to trips and they would play up songs like these and this was one of them. And now that I heard it, I'm like, whoa.
5: Well, I was not a baby. Maybe I was a teenager, but I don't really remember this song. <laughs> But I liked it. I, I think it has a, a good rhythm, nice beat. I really liked it. Dump it, jump
2: it fuck that feeling. Give all your best
1: Okay, our next song on the list is 93, The One and Only, by Chancy Hawks. Number ninety two, All This Time by Sting. Number ninety one, Groove Is in the Heart by D Light. Number ninety, Disappear by NX. Number eighty-nine, Rico Suave by Gennardo, Number 88, Strike It Up by Black Box. Strike
4: It Up is a song by the Italian music group Black Box. It was the fifth single from their debut studio album, Dreamland, in 1990, and was released on the 6th of February, 1991, in many countries worldwide. The single was a success on many charts, including the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States, where it peaked at number 8. It also topped the Dance Club Songs chart in June 1991 for one week. In the United Kingdom, it peaked at number 16 on the UK Singles chart. Strike It Up also was a top 10 hit in Denmark, Greece, Ireland, and the Netherlands. And on the Euro chart Hot 100, the track reached number 38. In 1991, The Daily Vault's Michael R. Smith wrote in his review of Dreamland that Strike It Up and Everybody, Everybody are definitely the best of the album. These are gay disco anthems that still resonate today, even though the words aren't always easy to comprehend. In 2020, Slant Magazine ranked the song at number 35 in their list of the 100 best dance songs of all time. They added that it can be guiltlessly admitted that Strike It Up is a masterpiece, and it's hard to imagine anyone else's voice than Martha Wash's rising above the song's battalion of piano house synth stabs, and yes, one gigantic 4-4 beat. I like it. This was my song I used to love to go dance to. And going going to the club and having a really great time and dancing it up. And it also brings back memories of, believe it or not, sports events. Because they would play this song at intermissions of sports events. And they still do to this day.
1: Well, I've never heard it before, this show. But it's got a really good vibe. I really like the vocals in it. And the mixes, I think it's great. I believe that's Martha Wash. I don't know. I really like the vibe.
3: Wow. Um. Yeah. I think I. I I'd say the same. I never heard the song before. Um. I. It was definitely something different, something new. Um, but I love the vocals towards the middle of it. It was awesome. She has she gives it nice color and yeah, it was it was pretty fun listen to it.
5: Well, this one I remember. I remember this one. Yeah. It played at parties and we danced a lot. It's a nice song. It's not one of my fa- one of my favorites, but it's a it's a pretty nice song. <laughs>
1: Okay, and now back to our list of the Billboard Year End Hot 100 singles of 1991. At number 87, Just Another Dream by Kathy Dennis. Number 86, Everybody Plays the Fool by Aaron Neville. Number 85, Real, Real, Real by Jesus Jones. Number 84, Peace of My Heart by Tara Kemp. Number 83, I'm not in love by will to power number 82 silent lucidity by queen rich number 81 round and round by tevin campbell number 80 get here by oletta adams
6: get here is a pop ballad written by american singer and songwriter brenda russell the title track of her fourth studio album get here which came out in 1988 It became a moderate hit on the Billboard R&B chart on the heels of the album's massive first hit piano in the dark. American vocalist Uleta Adams recorded the song in 1990, making it a major international hit that reached the top five in both the U.S. and the U.K. Adam's version of Get Here, co-produced by Roland Orzabal from the band Tears for Fears, became her signature song. Adam's version of Get Here was issued as a single in early 1991. World events at this time gave the song... Resonance as an anthem for the U.S. troops in the Gulf War, which sent Adams' single into the top ten of the Billboard Hot 100 in the spring of
7: 1991. I thought about the song. It's like somebody who's um, trying to find someone to like hold or something, like romance or something.
4: It's all right. That song makes you really long for somebody and want them in your arms.
1: Well, I first heard the song when I was probably a young teenager. It was on the first season of American Idol. And I just remember always loving the song ever since. Um, I didn't know how important it was in American history. And that's fun fact with the war going on at that time.
3: Wow, that's insane. Um, I'm actually, well, me personally, I've never heard this song before, um, but when I first heard it, um, I, wow, I quickly connected to it. Um, I got the feeling that, um, you know, obviously the person who wrote this song was, had a, you know, was I wouldn't say desperate, but had a desire to get together with the love of their life. Um And it has such a beautiful message in it, so I
5: totally love it. Well, I I had never uh, heard this song before, (laughs) Uh, but it's it's good. I wouldn't say that I love it, but I think it's a, a good song. The city
1: of Townsville
5: is under attack!
1: Number 79, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Wicked Game
8: is a song by the American rock musician Chris Isaac, released from his third studio album, Heart Shaped World, in 1989. Despite being released as a single in 1989, it did not become a hit until it was featured in the 1990 David Lynch film, Wild at Heart. Lee Chestnut, an Atlanta radio station music director who loved David Lynch films, began playing the song and it quickly became an American Top 10 hit in January 1991, reaching number 6 on the Billboard Hot 100, making it the first hit song of Isaac's career. Additionally, the single became a number one hit in Belgium and reached the top 10 in several other nations. Wicked Game has been covered by many other artists and has been featured in numerous movies, television series, and advertisements. So much so that Days Magazine questioned whether it might be the most influential love song in modern music. It has subsequently received retrospective critical acclaim, being listed in the 2010 book. 1,001 Songs You Must Hear Before You Die and noted by Dave Marsh in an updated edition of his 1989 book, The Heart of Rock and Soul, the 1,001 greatest singles ever made. Alistair Mugen from Days Wrote, Some songs are masterpieces, some represent moments in time, and others are simply good jams. Chris Isaac's Wicked Game is all three. I don't know. I can't explain it but it's
4: there, it's like good and there. Well, wow. this song always made me think of how the songwriter and singer was just full of regretful longing for that love of their life. And just, it's very emotion packed. And for me, I felt that emotion in there really strongly.
1: This song always reminded me of a movie. It's kind of creepy to me. Um, I'm not sure if I really like it, but he's got a really good voice, and it's kind of mesmerizing.
3: Me personally, um, when I think of this song, it takes me away to like another world of mist and fog, and I just imagine myself with the love of my life just chasing after each other. (laughs) And yeah, I really like it. It's a cute song.
5: Well, I remember this song. It played a lot on the radio. And, uh, oof, I just can't listen to it anymore. (laughs) Don't hate me, but I think this song is pretty much boring.
1: (laughs) Okay, and back to our Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1991. At number 78, Something to Believe in by Poison. Number 77, Place in this World, by Michael W. Smith. Number 76, I'll Give All My Love to You, by Keith Sweat. Number 75, Crazy, by Seal. Number 74, Too Many Walls, by Kathy Dennis. Number 73, Signs, by Telsa. Number 72, Here I Am, Come and Take Me, by UB40. Number 71, The Way You Do the Things You Do, by UB40. Number 70, Cry for Help, by Rick Astley. Number 69, Love Takes Time, by Mariah Carey. Number 68, Show Me the Way, by Styx. Number 67, Now That We Found Love, by Heavity and the Boys. Number 66, Cream, by Prince and the New Power Generation. Number 65, I'll Be There by The Escape Club. Number 64, Around the Way Girl by LL Cool J. Number 63, Sadness Part 1 by Enigma. Number 62, Time, Love, and Tenderness by Michael Bolton. Number 61, 3 a.m. Eternal by The KLF. Number 60, I Can't Wait Another Minute by High Five. Number 59, Can't Stop the Thing We Started by Brian Adams. Number 58, Temptation by Corinna. Number 57, Play That Funky Music by Vanilla Ice. Number 56, After the Rain by Nelson. Number 55, Something to Talk About by Bonnie Raitt.
8: Something to Talk About is a song written by Canadian singer-songwriter Shirley Eichardt and recorded by Bonnie Raitt in 1990 for her 1991 album, Luck of the Draw. It was released to U.S. radio on June 3, 1991. Anne Murray wanted to record the song in 1986, but her producers did not think it would be a hit. She still called the album that she released that year something to talk about, even though it did not include the song. The song was popular on multiple formats of radio. It peaked at number 5, on the U.S. Billboard Adult Contemporary Chart, number 12 on the album Rock Tracks Chart, and number 5 on the Hot 100. It was also a success in Canada, where it rose to number 3 on the RPM Top Singles Chart, and in New Zealand, where it reached number 33. Rayette won the Grammy Award for the Best Female Pop Vocal Performance at the Grammy Awards of 1992 for her recording of this song. Oletta Adams Mariah Carey, Amy Grant, and Whitney Houston were the other finalists. The track also received a nomination for Record of the Year, Losing to Unforgettable, by Nat King Cole and Natalie Cole.
7: I, when I first heard it beat, I started like tapping my feet along with the beat because I like the beat. It gave that um, voice, gave it that type of vibe or something like, He danced to it in a gym or something.
4: This song has just such a catchy beat, and this is by a Canadian, Bonnie Raitt. And um, shout out for Canadians there. She Just a surprise in the message of not knowing that she's in love with somebody. Love the message in that. Just really well done song.
1: Yeah, I was listening to it. I really liked the beat. I liked the drums. I like her voice. I was really getting into it. I remember listening to the song growing up, but it's never been something I downloaded, but maybe I download it now. Well,
3: um, this is my first time hearing this song. Um, honestly, it's not my cup of tea, but... I would definitely. I mean, I love her vocals. Um, like also, like how Mark said, um, the the beat was pretty cool. Um, but it's just definitely a nice song. Yeah.
5: This is also my first time hearing this song. <laughs> um, but the the rhythm is good. The, the beat is nice. Um, I would definitely listen to it again. <laughs> Jordan,
2: Jordan, a drive. And-
1: Number 54, Leisha by Another Bad Creation. Number 53, Tom's Diner by DNA featuring Suzanne Vega. Number 52, I Touch Myself by Divinals. Number 51, Things That Make You Go Mmm by CNC Music Factory. Number 50, Rhythm of My Heart by Rod Stewart. Number 49, Love is a Beautiful Thing by Michael Bolton. Number 48, Impulsive, by Wilson Phillips. Number 47, Power of Love, Love Power, by Luther Vandross. Number 46, Wholehearted, by Extreme, Number 45, This House, by Tracy Spencer. Number 44, Fade In Like a Flower, Every Time You Leave, by Roxette.
4: Fading Like a Flower Every Time You Leave is a song by Swedish pop duo Roxette from their third studio album, Joyride, in 1991. Written by Per Giselle and produced by Clarence Offerman, the song was released as the second single from Joyride on the 17th of April, 1991, by EMI. It became the duo's fifth consecutive top ten hit in the United States, peaking at position number two on the Billboard Hot 100. The song was also a top 10 hit in over 13 countries. On the UK singles chart, Fading Like a Flower peaked at position number 12. It charted highest in North America, peaking at position number 2 in Canada and the United States, where it was held off the top spot in both countries by Bryan Adams' Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Music and media wrote that it's a melancholic ballad. Brandon Beavers from Renowned for Sound said that it is pure gold, adding though it's a ballad and though it touches an emotional nerve, it is also uplifting in its delivery, with Pear's masterful guitar work and Marie's exquisite vocals uniting perfectly here. J. D. Constantine from Rolling Stone noted Frederickson's vocal firework on the song.
7: I love it. Um- I love how the voices and lyrics still spoke out to me.
4: Well, This song just takes me back to my teenage days, and I love the guitar in it, and the vocals in it are incredible. Roxette always just had a special kind of magic that I always enjoyed listening to and just washed over me and just was always one of my favorite groups
1: well i've never heard it before pop matters but like you said she's got really good vocals i can see why it was a hit
3: so i've actually also <laughs> never heard the song before i might have heard it in the radio back when i was little but it never really stuck to me um but um i love her voice um, She's got that raspy kind of strong voice, at the same time soft. Um, also, I love the electric guitar at the beginning. I was like, whoa. And uh, But I, I, the message is giving that without the love that she needs, she fades away like a flower. So I like the song. Pretty cool.
5: Wow. This is one of my favorite Roxette songs. And it reminds me of my college time. <laughs> 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 Brings back different emotions. I really love this song.
1: Number 43, Love of a Lifetime by Firehouse. Number 42, I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston.
6: I'm Your Baby Tonight is a song recorded by American singer Whitney Houston for her third studio album of the same name. The song, written and produced by L.A. Reid and Babyface, was released by Artista Records as the lead single on October 2nd in 1990 from the album. I'm Your Baby Tonight became a huge hit for Houston, reaching top 10 positions worldwide. It reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, her eighth single to do so, I'm Your Baby Tonight is also her fifth biggest hit in the United States. I'm Your Baby Tonight was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America, which is RIAA for short. Houston was nominated for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance with this song at the 33rd Grammy Awards. It also reached number one on the Billboard Hot R&B slash Hip Hop Songs chart for two weeks. I'm Your Baby Tonight was Houston's 8th number one single on the Billboard Hot 100, sixth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 airplay chart, and 4th number one single on the Billboard Hot R&B slash hip-hop songs chart.
7: I love how her voice is so powerful to the uh, vocals to the song. Um, How she's explaining how she gives everything to the love
4: of her life well another one showing Whitney Houston's amazing vocals Uh, she just always blows us away with her incredible range and um, the message in there that just giving her baby everything well hey what could you more could you ask for that she's giving everything to the love of her life and The music was great. It wasn't one of her greatest songs, but, you know, I mean, it was a good one. She always manages to give us a
1: great vocal performance. Well, I can see why this was one of the top songs of 1991. I don't remember growing up listening to this song until my mid-teen years. (laughs) American Idol again, of course. Introduced me to a lot of different songs. This is one of them. I really like her phrasing in the song. Her talent is just undeniable. Well, um
3: and again, uh, I, I don't. i would never heard this song, um, but when I first heard it, I love the beat. It kind of gave me that. I kind of felt like I was listening to Michael Jackson there for a second. <laughs> um, but I definitely love her vocals. Um, I like how she says, "I'll give you my everything." To her love. Um, and I just love the beat. It's catchy. Totally awesome. Loved it.
5: Well, I, I have never heard this song, but uh, I was really, really impressed by her vocals. Uh, the beat was good. I I will definitely listen to it again.
1: Number 41, The Promise of a New Day by Paula Adul. Number 40, P-A-S-S-I-O-N by Rhythm Syndicate. Number 39, Wind of Change, by Scorpions.
5: Wind of Change is a power ballad by West German rock band Scorpions, recorded for their 11th studio album, Crazy World, 1990. The song was composed and written by the band's lead singer, Klaus Main and produced by Keith Olsen and the band. The lyrics were composed by lead singer Klaus Main during the band's visit to the USSR at the height of Perestroika. Wind of Change was released as the album's third single in January 1991 and became a worldwide hit just after the failed coup that would eventually lead to the end of the Soviet Union. The song topped the charts in Germany and across Europe and peaked at the number 4 in the United States and at number 2 in the United Kingdom. With estimated sales of 14 million copies sold worldwide, Wind of Change is one of the best-selling singles of all time. It holds the record for the best-selling single by a German artist. The song became associated with the revolutions of 1989 and the fall of the Berlin Wall also in 1989. It was performed by The Scorpions at the Brandenburg Gate on 9 November 1989 during the 10th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall.
7: I like the song, the lyrics of seasons passing by, um uh, like something that brings up like the Pass of the world of changing or something like that, where it stuck mm.
4: out to me. Uh, this song, I always thought was so magical. Just the lyrics in it and the music itself. I always thought that it was taking me away to just another universe where things were peaceful, where war was no more, that
1: just things were peaceful and beautiful. I've never heard it before. Pop Matters, once again, Winds of Change. But it's definitely a song that I feel like it has a story behind it, and I want to learn more.
3: This song, actually, I have heard, <laughs> finally. Um, I've heard this song, and um, Winds of Change, I, I love the music was playing. I watched the video, and it was kind of raising a message towards world peace. Um, I love the message it conveys and just how peaceful his voice sounds when he's singing. And when he whistles and hums through the song, he's trying to convey a message like, hey, we should be at peace with each other and live in harmony and love. So definitely love his voice in the song.
5: Oh, scorpions, scorpions. Oh, my God. I love scorpions and wind of change. is uh, In my opinion, if there is a word to describe it, it's perfection. I really love this song and the lyrics, the melody, the rhythm, everything. Well, uh, number one fan. <laughs>
6: Why?
0: years will give you such a crick in the
1: Number 38, Summertime, by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Summertime is a song by the American hip-hop duo DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. It was released in May 1991 as a lead single from their fourth studio album, Homebase. The song was produced by Chicago-based producers Hula and Kay Fingers, and it won a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or Group at the 1992 Grammy Awards. It spent a week at number one on the U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs chart, as well as reaching number four on the Billboard Hot 100, their highest charting single on the latter. It also became the duo's first single to enter the top ten of the U.K. singles chart, peaking at number eight. The song's instrumental sample Summertime Madness by Cool and the Gang, Steve Huey from Allmusic said, Summertime was a warm, breezy reminiscence about growing up in Philadelphia and attending barbecues where the whole community showed up to see and to be seen. He added, It had all the good vibes of a typical Fresh Prince number, but it was a clearly more mature effort. End quote. Larry Flick from Billboard Magazine wrote, quote, Pop rap duo returns with a steamy hip-hop jam that is sure to quickly hit up radio airwaves thanks to its catchy chorus and clever wordplay. End quote. Rolling Stone magazine placed it at number nine in its 2013 best summer songs of all time.
7: I like it. I like how the beat is and, um, remind me of the TV show of Fresh Prince.
4: That song really brings me back to summertime of my teenage years and makes me think of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's got a great beat. And, um, I think it's a great song for, uh, playing in the car while you're cruising along
1: this song uh means so much to me i love listening to the song i love singing the song i love rapping the song i knew this song ever since i was a kid growing up in detroit Mm -hmm. representing the d um fresh prince will smith he was like the coolest rapper around especially at that time up until 96 um until eminem came on the scene
3: Yeah, when I uh, saw that the song was, I I think it was played in the show, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that's one of my favorite shows, uh, especially growing up. Um, And when I heard this song, I was like, oh my goodness, it sounds just like it. One of the songs that they played. And um, I totally love the funky beat it has to it and the rap. Totally amazing. I love it.
5: Well, I don't really remember this song, but uh, it's a very good one. It makes me want to dance. And um, the, the beat is very, very nice. I, I will definitely listen to it again other times.
1: And back to our list of the Billboard Hot 100 singles of 1991. Number 37, Where Does My Heart Beat Now? by Celine Dion. Number 36, Here We Go! by CNC Music Factory. Number 35, It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz. Number 34, Coming Out of the Dark by Glora Estefan. Number 33, Losing My Religion by R.E.M.
8: Losing My Religion is a song by the American alternative rock band R.E.M. The song was released as the first single from the group's 1991 album, Out of Time. Built on a mandolin riff, Losing My Religion was an unlikely hit for the group, garnering extensive airplay on the radio as well as on MTV and VH1 due to its critically acclaimed music video. The song became R.E.M.'s highest charting hit in the United States, reaching number 4 on the Billboard Hot 100 and expanding the group's popularity beyond its original fan base. At the 1992 Grammy Awards, Losing My Religion won two awards: Best Short Form Music Video and best pop performance by a duo or a group with vocal, it topped both the Billboard album rock tracks and modern rock track charts for three and eight weeks, respectively. Stipe has repeatedly stated that the song's lyrics are not about religion. The phrase, losing my religion, is an expression from the southern region of the United States that means losing one's temper or civility, or feeling frustrated and desperate. Stipe told the New York Times that the song was about romantic expression. He told Q that Losing My Religion is about someone who pines for someone else. It's unrequited love, what have you.
7: It's a great song. I like to do vocals
4: a lot. So this song I found to be one of the ones that kind of kicked off a lot of the alternative style of the 90s and it was one of my favorites of this era it really is a good representation of what was alternative style of the 90s and had a great beat and they had uh, some really great vocals and they were a really great band
1: it's a really great song he has a really great full voice really great lyrics. I never knew that losing my religion actually meant losing my temper in the South. Very interesting song. I've heard it all throughout my life. I love it. I don't know. When
3: I first heard the song, which was pretty much now, wasn't my like cup of tea, but I, I did like the guy's vocals. Very mellow and soothing. Yeah, really liked
5: it a lot. It's a great song, "Losing My Religion." It played a lot here in Brazil in 1991. Also, I spent three months in Europe, and I went to the discos there. And "Losing My Religion" was always there. Um, It's one of my favorite songs. I love it.
3: it,
1: Number thirty-two, "Do Anything" by Natural Selection. Number thirty-one, "I've Been Thinking About You" by London Beats. Number 30, Touch Me All Night Long by Kathy Dennis. Number 29, Sensitivity by Ralph Tresvant. Number 28, Every Heartbeat by Amy Grant. Number 27, You're in Love by Wilson Phillips. Number 26, I Don't Wanna Cry by Mariah Carey. Number 25, Hold You Tight by Tara Kemp. Number 24, Romantic by Karen White. Number 23, Joyride by Roxette. Number 22, Emotions by Mariah Carey.
3: Emotions is a song by American singer Mariah Carey from her second studio album, Emotions, 1991. It was written and produced by Carey, Robert glevy and David Cole of C Plus C Music Factory and releases the album's lead single on August thirteenth, 1991. Musically, it is heavily influenced by 1970s disco music and showcases Carrie's upper range and extensive use of the whistle register. Emotions became Carrie's fifth consecutive number one hit on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, giving her the distinction of being the first and to date only act to have their first five singles make number one on the Hot 100. It reached number one in its seventh week and spent three weeks at the top. The song topped the Hot R&B slash hip-hop songs chart and became her second number one single on the Hot Dance Club play chart. The RIAA certified it platinum in 2019. Outside the United States, it was Carrie's most successful single since Vision of Love 1990, the lead single from her debut album. It topped the charts in Canada, becoming Carrie's third chart topper in the country. It also reached the top five in Greece and New Zealand and became her first single to reach the United Kingdom top 20 since her debut.
7: It's a phenomenal. A really good song. I love it.
4: So... I believe this was the year that Mariah Carey really made it big and blew the world away with her vocal whistle and her amazing range. And, I mean, I just – I loved her music right from the start. And this song was just one of my favorites by her. She is just incredible. Her vocals always blow me away, and I just – can listen to all of her songs over and over again and just she never fails to amaze me and uh, I think she's just one of the world's most incredible artists out there
1: Mariah Carey I love this song so much her vocal range is so versatile I grew up listening to her all around me my mom loved listening to her I love listening to her I love every song by her Mariah Carey, if you're listening, I love you and you're so much better than Ariana Grande. There's no comparison. Done.
3: I actually totally agree with you, Sean. Um I um I the very first time I was even introduced to vocal whistle, like the whistling, um, I really I was impressed and when I first heard it it was by Mariah Carey emotions and I was like, Whoa, this is insane. Um of course, there are many other people that can whistle as well. One of them, Ariana Grande, I love her so much. But Mariah Carey is definitely a legend. Um, she definitely, like, you know, she's amazing. And I just love all, pretty much almost all her songs. Um, she impresses me all the time. So, yeah. And, yeah, I love you too, Mariah Carey.
5: <laughs> we all love Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's great. She's great. Absolutely. Oh my god oh, What should I say She's Perfect, perfect And this song, well this song is great But uh, in reality It didn't play that much here in my country uh, But of course uh, other, other songs By Ma- Mariah Carey are, are very, very, very famous here And I love you Mariah
7: Lisa Frank You gotta have it
1: We're getting closer to the top 20 here at number 21, Justify My Love by Madonna. Number 20, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, featuring Loletta Holloway. Good Vibrations, is a song by American group Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. It was released in July 1991 as a lead single from their debut album, Music for the People. The song became a number one hit in the United States, Denmark, Sweden, and Switzerland. The single spent 20 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100. The song featured a sample of Loletta Holloway singing Love Sensation, written by Dan Hartman. Holloway made an appearance performing the chorus in the music video. Bill Lamb from About.com said Mark Wahlberg quote, "had a history of scraps with the law as a teenager." but it is ready for a video buff body and good looks combined with energetic dance beats and Loletta Holloway's Devo-esque vocals made up for a smash pop hit." End quote. All music editor Steve Huey noted that the rappers' quote, "aggressively delivered raps were fairly simplistic but not comical. One of the main hooks was a simple piano sample that ascended, descended and reascended." End quote. <laughs> He added that Good Vibrations was easily the most infectious song Monkey Mark had ever recorded. In 2017, BuzzFeed listed the song at number 43 on their list of the 101 greatest dance songs of the 90s.
7: This song is a song that some people like. imagine back in the day. Some of you guys danced to the songs to school, dances and stuff like that. It's a great song to dance to.
4: This song is just epic and one of the most typical club songs of the day from 91 and one of my favorites. And just looking back now, it's hard to equate that Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg, as we know him now, went from singing this song to the famous actor that we all know in the movies. It's so amazing to realize that.
1: Yeah, now Marky Mark, or Mark Wahlberg, has his own businesses now. Mm -hmm. Um, Wahlberg Burgers, there's one here based in Detroit. I don't know personally what is better, the rap or the singing. I'm very fond of her singing in the hook. Sorry, Mark Wahlberg, if you're listening, but... The singing does it for me. It's such a good, feel-good vibe song. I remember listening to it growing up, of course, because it always just made me want to dance. And I love dancing.
3: <laughs> wow. Oh, this song. Um, I'm so happy that I'm learning new songs in this. Uh, well, learning, yeah, um, getting to know new songs in this podcast that um, I never heard before, um, that were definitely before I was born, but in my generation. So um, this song is I love the beat. It makes me wanna tap on the floor and dance around. Like I would definitely play this like if I'm cooking or if I'm having fun with some friends. So really like the upbeat feeling I get when I sing when I listen to
5: it. Yeah, I agree. Every time I hear this song it makes me wanna get up and dance all around the house or the <laughs> office, wherever I am. <laughs> I really love this song.
1: And now we will continue our Billboard year-end hot 100 singles from 1991, brought to you by Pop Matters. We are on the top 20 of the biggest hits of 1991, and at number 19 we have Love Will Never Do Without You by Janet Jackson.
5: Love Will Never Do Without You is a song recorded by American singer Janet Jackson, recorded for her fourth studio album, Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814. 1989. It was written and produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. The song was released as the seventh single from the album on October 2, 1990, by a and Records. It topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart for one week and the radio and records airplay chart for three weeks. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis considered the idea of making the song a do-it. According to Fred Bronson's The Billboard Book of Number One Hits, they thought about possibly getting Prince, Johnny Joe, Ralph Tresmond, or someone else working with them at the time. However, there was no concrete plan. During the recording of the first verse, Jimmy Jam told Jackson, sing it low like some guy would sing it. As a result, they kept the idea of her singing the first verse in a low octave, but go on an octave up on the second verse. The song became Jackson's fifth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 and the final of seven top five singles from the album, making her the only artist to achieve seven top five singles from one album. On the Radio and Air Records Airplay chart, the song debuted at number 24 on the November 23, 1990 issue. After four weeks, it reached number one, staying at the top of the chart for three weeks, and staying on the top ten for seven weeks. The single remained on the chart for twelve weeks. The success of Love Will Never Do Without You also helped the album to become the only one in history to produce number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 in three separate calendar years, those being Miss You Much in 1989, Escapade and Black Cat in 1990, and Love Will Never Do Without You in 1991. The single was certified gold by the RIAA, but achieved even greater airplay success, topping the Airplay Hot 100 for seven consecutive weeks, becoming the longest-running Airplay number one single at the time. Her voice
7: is really powerful, and I love it.
4: This is a song I actually don't know that well from '91, but it's got a great beat and uh, it's got Janet Jackson's typical amazing vocals, and I really liked it.
1: This is one of my favorite Janet Jackson songs from Rhythm Nation. I remember growing up dancing the song in front of my VHS recorder, and then in my later years in life, this is a classic staple song from Janet Jackson, played in almost every retail. Restore in America wow. non stop.
3: Well, the sister of the amazing Michael Jackson, the well renowned Michael Jackson, um, she is uh amazing. I love her vocals in this song. Um, the beat is catchy too. I really loved the beginning and just the 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 chorus was quite catchy. So yeah, cute song.
5: Yeah, I don't really remember this song, but Jenna Jackson is incredible. Hearing the song now, I think it's a good one. Um, her her voice is amazing, as I said, and uh, I would I would uh, listen to it other times.
0: You are now listening to Pop Matters.
1: We are getting closer and closer to the top 10 of the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1991. At number 18, I Adore Me Amore by Color Me Bad. Number 17, Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Number 16, All The Man That I Need by Whitney Houston.
6: All The Man That I Need is a song written by Dean Pitchford and Michael Gore. The song was first recorded as All The Man I Need by Linda Clifford for her album I'll Keep On Loving You, which came out in 1982. In 1990, American singer Whitney Houston had a number one multiple chart hit with this song from her third album I'm Your Baby Tonight, which came out in 1990. Her version... Featured production from Narada Michael Walden, and the single became a major worldwide hit. Received mainly positive reviews from music critics, and reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It remains her fourth biggest hit in that chart. Released in December of 1990, All The Man That I Need entered the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart at number 53. Ten weeks later, on February the 23rd in 1991, it ascended to the top of the chart, becoming Houston's ninth number one on the chart. It stayed atop the chart for two weeks. It also topped the Hot 100 singles sales and Hot 100 airplay charts. All the Man That I Need garnered mainly positive reviews from music critics. About.com ranked it at number four in their list of top 20 best Whitney Houston songs, noting that it has a prominent gospel choir in the final chorus.
7: I love it. How her voice is magical and harmful and how she's singing about the love of life.
4: Well, I really love this song. It's amazing how, the way it talks about how the man that she's with is all the man that she ever needs, that he's there to support her and build her up and give her everything she needs. So he's basically the perfect love of her life. And I think that is incredible that uh whoever wrote the song, you know, was able to communicate that they'd found somebody to be there for them and to support them in that way. And just beautiful melody. And, of course, can't forget about Whitney's beautiful vocals. That goes without saying. She just always is able to blow everybody away with her amazing vocals. And I remember listening to this song over and over again. I really loved it, and I still do to this day.
1: I didn't really know this song growing up until once again I watched American <laughs> Idol. <laughs> you would think I worked for them or that I <laughs> been on that show before, you know, how many times I've referenced them, but it's true. It you know, the first time I heard this song was on American Idol. I don't know mem- I don't remember which contestant, but love this song ever since. I can see why it was one of the top one hundred songs wow. of nineteen ninety one.
3: Amazing, I totally agree. Just the way how she starts off with that beautiful falsetto. Um, and she just, um, just carries me away and like I'm like, you know, flying through the song. Um, it's just amazing the way how she talks about how she adores the love of her life. Um, it's just a beautiful representation of love and romance. I love the song and I love her.
5: Wow. What should I say? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. My God. Uh, she's great, she's perfect she's amazing, she's awesome this song is wonderful and only good great things I, I have to say about her and about this song
1: Coming soon to theaters Number 15 From a Distance by Bette Midler Number 14, High Enough by Damn Yankees Number 13 someday by mariah carey
3: someday is a song by american singer and songwriter mariah carey from her self-titled debut studio album it is a dance pop new jack swing and r b song someday was released as the album's third single on november 15th 1990 in the united kingdom and was released the following month in the united states with multiple remixes the song was a critical and commercial success, being described as an album highlight and becoming Carrie's third consecutive number one single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in the United States, someday became Carrie's third consecutive Number 1 single on the Billboard Hot 100 following Vision of Love and Love Takes Time. Someday became her first song to top the dance club songs chart on March 16, 1991, and her second chart topper on the radio songs chart. The track peaked at number 3 on the Hot R&B/Hip-Hop Songs chart and number 5 on the Adult Contemporary chart. After three months of release, the Recording Industry Association of America certified the song gold, denoting shipments of more than 500,000 copies. In 2015, Billboard writer Gary Truss noted that Carrie proved her way by releasing a club song which reached number one following two chart-topping ballads. In Canada, Someday reached a number five on the main chart, but peaked at number one on both the top singles and adult contemporary charts. It also reached a peak of number four on the dance chart. Outside of North America, some day reached the top 15 in New Zealand, the top 40 in France and the United Kingdom, and the top 50 in Australia and Belgium. In 1988, an 18 year old Mariah Carey moved out from her mother's house in Long Island and into an apartment in Manhattan. She had composed a four track demo tape with her writing partner Ben Margulies. While she was attending high school. As 1988 progressed, Carrie struggled to impress record executives with the tape and had failed in securing a record deal. She worked several jobs, including as a waitress and coat checker, in order to pay for studio sessions with Margulies to make changes to the demo. After several months, Carrie befriended singer Brenda K. Starr and soon became one of her backup vocalists. One evening, Starr took Carrie to a record industry gala, with hope of convincing a record executive to listen to Carrie's demo. Jerry L. Greenberg, the president of Atlantic Records, was interested in Carrie. As she handed him the tape, Columbia Records executive Tommy Mottola grabbed it from him and said that he would tend to the project. Matala left the event later that evening and got into his limousine and listened to the tape. He quickly realized that he had found a talented vocalist, turned the car around, and returned to the party to find Carrie, but she had already left. After a week of tracking her down through Star's management, Matola got in touch with Carrie and invited her to go to Columbia Records. After meeting with Carrie and her mother, Patricia, for the first time, Matala said, When I heard in Samaria, there was absolutely no doubt that she was in every way destined for superstardom. It's a really good song. I love how vocals carry the song. I mean, like,
4: it's really good. Well, that song was definitely a big song in 91. Uh, It's got a fantastic rhythm and very catchy and definitely the meaning behind the song is very relevant that uh, sometimes you will break up with somebody or decide not to be with someone for whatever reason and
1: you will wish
4: to have them back in your life.
1: Someday by Right Carey, let me tell you, I definitely know this song before Pop Matters. I was obsessed with her first album. Every song on that album, including this song, was one of my favorites because it's more of a kind of like a feel-good song. And I've always loved those songs where, you know, of course we all love love songs, but I also love that one song that's just kind of like, you wish you could get me because you know in the future I'm going to be it and you're going to want it and I'm going to be long gone. So someday you better watch out.
3: This is the first time I've heard this song. and I loved it.
5: Um, yeah, I, I hadn't uh, heard this song before, but it's got nice rhythm, nice beat. Uh, makes me want to dance too. So um, it's definitely a, a great song.
1: There's one near you what, wow, what difference? Number 12, because I love you. The Postman Song by Stevie B. Number 11, Motown Philly by Boys to Men. Number 10, Baby Baby by Amy Grant.
6: Baby Baby is a 1991 pop song by American recording artist Amy Grant, and it was issued as the first single from her eighth studio album, Heart in Motion. The song was written by Keith Thomas and Grant. It was released on January 18th in 1991 through A&M Records and topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart for two consecutive weeks in April of 1991, becoming the first in a string of hits from Heart and Motion. At the 34th Annual Grammy Awards in 1992, the song received two Grammy Award nominations, including Song of the Year, The music was written by Keith Thomas. Grant always knew the song would be a smash hit and was begging Thomas to sing the song. He agreed with the only condition that the song's title must be Baby Baby. Grant had a hard time writing the lyrics because her early attempts to write a romantic-sounding lyric to a song with such title came off sounding like some overgrown football jock with no vocabulary trying desperately to be romantic. But one day, after having seen her six-week-old daughter, Millie, she said to herself, Oh, baby, baby. As a result, the lyrics were written in about ten minutes in her kitchen.
4: This song I actually heard before. before. It's a really good song. This was one of my favorite songs of that year. Um, it's Amy Grant's breakout album called Heart in Motion and that's uh, one of one of the uh, lines from that uh, song is heart, heart in Motion. And uh, I always loved Amy Grant and still do. She's got uh, some amazing lyrics. She's got that beautiful husky voice I've always loved listening to and she's got some amazing uh, talent.
1: I really love the song. I remember... Listened to the song on the radio growing up. It's never been something I downloaded particularly, but maybe I'll download it now because of Pop Matters.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, when I first heard the beat rhythm of this song, it has that funky, funny kind of feeling to it. Um, I just, I like the way how she's talking to her baby. She's just having fun with him and having a good time through this song. It's really definitely a catchy beat, and I love it. So cute.
5: Yeah, it's a nice song, though it didn't play that much down here. Um, I liked the beat, I liked the the lyrics, and it's a a song that I I will listen to it again other times,
1: too.
0: This this, this is Mark Sean and the Vocalizers.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Pop Matters. We are so close to number one for the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1991. At number nine, The First Time, by Surface. Number eight, I Like the Way, The Kissing Game, by High Five. Number seven, More Than Words, by Extreme. Number six, Unbelievable, by EMF.
4: Unbelievable is a song written and recorded by British band EMF, originally appearing on their debut album, Schubert Dip. It was released as a single, in the U.K. in 1990, peaking on the U.K. singles chart at number three on December 1st, 1990. It was the 32nd best single of 1990 in the U.K. In the United States, it hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1991. All music editor Alex Henderson described it as so insanely infectious in his review of the Hubert Dip album. He also noticed its dizzying infectiousness. Australian music channel Max placed the song in their list of 1000 greatest songs of all time. In 2011. The song was ranked number 31 on VH1's 100 Greatest One Hit Wonders in 2002 and number 98 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s in 2007. Rolling Stone listed Unbelievable at number 12 in their 20 Biggest Songs of the Summer, the 1990s list, in July 2014. In 2020, Cleveland.com listed the song at number 41 in their ranking of the best Billboard Hot 100 number one songs of the 1990s. The song's opening chorus features a sample of Black Panther Party members shouting, What the fuck?, which appears in the lyrics in the CD booklet and was never edited. The song has been used unedited in pre watershed television adverts. How do they really enjoy the song? Another one of my favorites. I think Most of 91 was my favorite. What can I say? <laughs> um, I love the rhythm to this song. Um, the guitar on it is just incredible. I remember going around, and if anybody did something that was just slightly a little bit crazy, we would say, you're unbelievable to everybody. And it was just the Good. thing <laughs> we did in 91. And mm-hmm. still... Even to this day, sometimes if somebody does slightly crazy, I will still sing it to them. You're unbelievable.
1: <laughs> oh, I love this song. It's one of those feel-good songs that make you want to dance. I didn't really know it growing up until I was like in middle school when Coyote Ugly came out. When Coyote Ugly came out, I bought that soundtrack, and this was one of the tracks on that album. And I listened to it obsessively, and so I could not listen to it anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes, this song. At first, it didn't me, and then when I heard the way how it entered into the chorus, and then everything stopped, and it's like, you're unbelievable. So then I was like, oh, that song. Yes, I know that song. So, I definitely remember this song. Um, Didn't hear it until I was maybe, I'd say nine years old. But I love how the, how the catchy beat is. It's like, definitely a chill vibe, catchy song. His vocals are pretty cool. I love it
5: yes finally finally a song that played all the time on the radio and all the discos down here and parties and <laughs> like you guys said everybody stopped in the chorus and echoing you're unbelievable <laughs> I had so much fun at that time my god okay going back in time now <laughs> that was great great i love this song
1: Number 5, One More Try, by Timmy T. Number 4, Rush Rush, by Paula Abdul. Rush Rush is a song by American recording artist Paula Abdul, taken from her second studio album, Spellbound. It was released on May 2, 1991, by Virgin Records, as the lead single of the album. In the fall of 1990, at Studio Masters, Abdul laid on a scratch vocal for the track, which was never intended to make it to the song's final mix, but the producers felt that its unpolished sound was what was needed to give the song's its ingenious tone to match the subject matter and edited it up on the final cut in March 1991. Lyrically, Rush Rush is about the desire for a lover who will give their all in a relationship. Rush Rush debuted on Billboard Hot 100 at number 36 on May 11, 1991 and hit number one five weeks later, June 15, 1991, where it remained for five consecutive weeks. At the time of its five-week stint, it was the longest number one since Madonna's Like a Virgin. The song also spent five weeks atop top the U.S. Adult Contemporary Chart. It peaked at number six on the UK Singles Chart and became a worldwide hit. The song is ranked as the 16th most successful song of the 1990s.
7: I like it. I like her. it's really outstanding. Amazing.
4: That song is one of the sweetest love songs of 91. Um, I really love the instrumentals of that song. It's a very great song to slow dance to. And Paula Abdul's voice is just so mesmerizing and just makes you want to hold on for dear life to the person you're slow dancing with her voice is just absolutely beautiful
1: well i'll be completely honest i didn't really know know the song until pop matters but after listening to it i love it it's probably like one of my favorite songs now on this entire list I'm surprised I don't know the song considering how much I did watch American Idol when Paul Abdul was on that show. But now this is definitely on my playlist, and I've been, I will definitely listen to it again and, again and again and again until I get sick of it.
3: Now I will talk about American Idol. <laughs> um, I actually didn't know about Paul Abdul until I um, got into American Idol, which was when I was around. Um, say nine years old or something Um, but I never heard this song before and has like that very how do you say calm magical feel to it her voice is very sweet and um, it's a voice that um, yeah makes you want to kind of jam and chill to it
5: I do remember this song and I do remember dancing (laughs) cheek to cheek (laughs) great memories yeah nice song Yeah, I really love
1: it. Number three, Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now by CNC Music Factory.
4: Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now is a hit song by American dance group CNC Music Factory. It was released in late 1990 as the debut and lead single from the album Gonna Make You Sweat. The song is sung by singer Martha Wash and rapper Freedom Williams. It charted internationally and achieved great success in the United States, Austria, Germany, the Netherlands, and Switzerland, where it reached number one on the charts. The song held the top spot in the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club Play for five weeks in December 1990 and topped the Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks in 1991. It also topped the Canadian RPM dance chart. In Europe, it peaked at number one. In Austria, Germany, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. In the U.K., Gonna Make You Sweat Everybody Dance Now! peaked at number 3 in its 6th week at the UK Singles Chart on January 13, 1991, a full month before its American pop success. The song has been played in many movies including Sister Act, Man at the House, Space Jam, Something's Gotta Give, Robots, Jarhead, Chicken Little, Old School, Evan Almighty, Detention, and Pain and Gain. VH1 placed Gonna Make You Sweat at number 9 on its list of 100 Greatest Dance Songs in 2000 and at number 36 on its list of 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s.
7: I heard this song before, Asher Dead, Not Great, when they played it in a gym. And I tell you that when I first time heard the song, I got up and danced on the bleachers and stuff. It's a really good song. I love
4: it. Well, you want to talk about a song that hypnotizes you? This is the one. You hear that song right from the outset. Everybody dance now. You listen. You dance. You do whatever that lady is singing to you. You get up and dance, and you sweat, and you do whatever she says because her voice told you to do it, and you cannot help yourself.
1: I love this song, of course. Like I said before, I love dancing. I have danced to this song as a kid. I got all my cousins jumping on my bed, jumping on the okay. furniture, dancing to this song like no other tearing the place up. Um, this song, I think, is really heavily, um, because why it's my favorite, is because of yeah. her vocals, once again, Martha Wash, um, who was uncredited in the song, but now is, and yeah. now collects royalties. Okay. Yay. Oh,
3: my god this song is legendary i remember growing up listening to the song when i would hear this in school playing i would just like you know pop a move and be like yes no but this song really um i love the beat her vocals are amazing when she says everybody dance now she meant that and she had the whole crowd dancing so totally love this um i love everything about this song
5: yeah, I agree. This is the kind of song that is a great sex, success, success wherever you go. And um, it, it was a success in the past, and the present will be in the future. It's a, an
1: amazing song. And number two, I Wanna Sex You Up by Color Me Bad.
3: I Wanna Sex You Up is a song recorded by American group Color Me Bad. The song was released in March 1991 as a lead single from their debut album, See. MB in 1991. The song was produced by Dr. Freeze and was also featured on the soundtrack to the 1991 film New Jack City. The single achieved commercial success in the United States, spending four weeks at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and topping both the Billboard Hot R&B singles and Hot Dance singles sales charts. It also enjoyed international success, peaking atop the charts of New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. The song has been used in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Two Guys, A Girl in a Piece of Place, and a 1991 episode of the daytime soap opera Days of Our Lives. It was the 10th best-selling single of 1991 in the UK and the number two song of the year in the US. And in 1992, the song won the group a Soul Train Music Award for Best R&B Soul Single Group, Band, or Duo and Soul Train Music Award for Best R&B Soul Song of the Year, and VH1 named it one of the 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. Pop Rescue commented this song stood out from the rest of the charts when it was released in the UK, and that along with the boys' breathy, sexy promises and the inclusion of sex in the song title made this track a surefire hit.
7: I actually heard this song before on the radio. Um, my granddad was playing it. Um, it's a really good song. First time I heard it, I was like, look at the vocals. But yeah, I love it.
4: Well, I remember hearing this song and being like, oh, it's the naughty song, but kind of secretly liking it, knowing that I was going to get in trouble <laughs> if I ever played that around my mom, but being like, Damn, that song is hot and it's still hot today because just the vocals in it. Mmm. They are amazing. That group, Color Me Bad, is incredible.
1: I love this song. I never really listened to it before. Great vocals. I I'm a fan now. I've listened to their other songs. Um We'll be adding that on my playlist.
3: Heard this like literally just now. Never heard it before. Only through Pop Matters. I think uh, one of our vocalizers did sing this in the party room, collabed it, and that's when I first heard it. But this song is amazing. I love the ooh. (laughs) It's like he's like talking about his desire for that person. So I love the feeling, and I just love everything. It's definitely fire.
5: Yeah, I also think it's a, it's a great song, although I, I hadn't heard it before. Pop Matters, um, it, nice beat, I like it.
1: And we have reached our Billboard year-end Hot 100 single of 1991, brought to you by Pop Matters. The number one song is, let the drum roll. Everything I do, I do it for you. Brian
5: Everything I Do, I Do It For You is a power ballad by Canadian singer-songwriter Brian Adams. It was featured on two albums, firstly the soundtrack album from the 1991 film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, released on July 2, 1991, and then on Adam's sixth album Waking Up the Neighbors. The song was an enormous chart success internationally, reaching the number one position on the music charts of at least 19 countries. It is particularly notable for its success in the United Kingdom, where it spent 16 consecutive weeks at number one on the UK Singles Chart, the longest uninterrupted run ever on that chart as of 2021. It also topped the Europe-wide sales chart for 18 continuous weeks, In the United States, it topped the Billboard Hot 100, which combines radio airplay and sales for seven weeks, but stayed at number one for 17 consecutive weeks on the sales-only chart. It went on to sell more than 15 million copies worldwide, making it Adams' most successful song and one of the best-selling singles of all time. The song has been covered by hundreds of singers and artists around the world. It won a Grammy Award for Best Song Written Specifically for a Motion Picture or Television, and was nominated for the Grammy Award for Record of the Year at the Grammy Awards of 1992. It was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song But Lost to Beauty and the Beast.
7: First time hearing a song, um, I really loved it. How you put the emotions in the song and how his vocals is amazing and outstanding. Really good song. Wow,
4: well, this song was epic. Absolutely legendary in 91. Brian Adams just was on the charts everywhere. His husky voice just, I think, captured so many hearts because, because this song he would do anything for the person he loves and that everything he did was for the person that he loves and the the vocals were just absolutely incredible and just drawed you in to his heart and just made you love him
1: definitely one of the greatest songs of all time definitely heard it growing up and definitely have sung it before it's one of my favorite songs on the list this song really showcases his vocals very nicely, and the lyrics are a masterpiece.
3: Um, my parents played this song on their honeymoon, uh, actually in their wedding, um, so, and they're thankfully still together. Um, and every time they hear this song, it brings tears to their eyes because it brings back so many wonderful memories um, from their youthful days when they were first um, newlyweds. So when I heard, first heard this song, I saw it in their wedding video, and it was beautiful. Um, this man has amazing vocals. I totally adore him.
5: <clears throat> I love Br- Brian Adams. And the first time I listened to this song was when I watched the movie Robin Hood, The Prince of Thieves. Um, this, thong- this song was the theme. Uh, song of the movie and i fell in love with kevin costner and every time i he, i listen to this song i remember my platonic love <laughs> uh, it was great I, I i it's one of my favorite songs actually Brian Adams is perfect
0: you are now listening to pop matters
1: and that concludes our list of the billboard year end hot 100 singles of 1991 Join us on our next episode when we open the chapter of 1992,
0: because... The, the, the music doesn't stop when it comes to pop. Honorable
1: Before we go, we have some honorable mentions. And we like to shout out to all of our new Patreons. Lynn, Emmy, Bubbles, Catherine Fox, Lucio, Gramos. Ramos, Danielle Graham, and Christopher Penowitz. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you'd like to help support future episodes, please visit patreon.com slash the vocalizers. That's patreon.com slash the vocalizers.
0: The Vocalizers.
8: I Catch Myself is a song written and recorded by the Australian rock band Divinal's. It was released in November 1990 as a lead single from their fourth album and is akin to eroticism, orgasm, and female masturbation. On its 10th week on the chart, the song reached number one in Australia, replacing Vanilla Ice's debut single, Ice Ice Baby, and stayed there for another week. The single achieved great success, reaching number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 on May 18, 1991. Alex Henderson from All Music described the song as infectious, and Billboard stated that it's a modern rock smash. When released in the United States, the song caused a minor controversy. However, it managed to reach the top 5 of the Billboard Hot 100 chart, peaking at number 4 and at number 2 on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart, after receiving extensive play on the Modern Rock Radio, which was more accepting of the song's subject matter.
3: Where Does My Heart Beat Now is a song recorded by Canadian singer Celine Dion for her ninth studio album and first English language album, Unison, in 1990. It was released by Columbia Records as the third single from Unison in Canada on 1st of October in 1990. It was also issued as the least single in the United States in late 1990 and in other parts of the world in early 1991. Where Does My Heart Beat Now? was written by Robert White Johnson and Taylor Rhodes in 1988 and recorded by Dion one year later. The song was produced by Christopher Neal. Dion premiered the song at the Eurovision Song Contest 1989 in Switzerland, where she performed it along with her 1988 winning song, Ne partez pas sans moi? Where Does My Heart Beat Now? received positive reviews from music critics and won the ASCAP Pop Award. It was the most successful single from Unison and became Dion's highest charting English language single at the time. It reached number four on the US Billboard Hot 100 and Dion became the first French Canadian artist to land a top 10 hit there. It did even better on the adult contemporary chart, peaking at number two. Where does my heartbeat now reach also the top ten in Norway and Canada, peaking at number four and six, respectively?
1: This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to help us out some more, please be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Be sure to catch up with our Instagram. We have some new merch coming on the way. If you'd like to become a monthly contributor, you can go to Patreon.com slash The Vocalizers to donate as little as $1. That's Patreon.com slash The Vocalizers. And don't forget, we have another podcast called Jollyland. Heard in over 50 countries around the world and over 162 five-star ratings. Be sure to check it out, download, follow, and subscribe. We have a new episode out right now for Jollyland called This Little Light of Mine. Thank you so much to all the vocalizers and all our supporters. We love you so much. Join us on our next episode where we'll be diving into the music of 1992. Because this is where...
0: The vocalizers will open a new chapter into a world where pop matters.